Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us as we get set to talk about our predictions as it relates to the Titans offensive and defensive MVPs and breakout players for the 2021 season. But before we get into all of that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. The month of July is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. So visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. D, by the time this episode airs, the NHL playoffs might be over, but man, I'm I'm feeling good about Tampa's chances in Game 5. But yeah, Tampa, they got the opportunity to take home Game 5 in Florida, win it in front of the fans, and then Game 1 of the NBA Finals tips off tonight. So one of the things I, I was not predicting, I did not have this on my bingo card before the season, Denard was a uh, Bucks suns championship, the finals for those two teams. So, but hey, I'm, I'm happy for the cities of Milwaukee and Phoenix. I'm glad to see that we will have a first-time NBA champ between those two franchises. It does make the sport more enjoyable this year. I would love to see that be the case when we get into the NFL this season. Maybe the first time the Titans can hoist the Lombardi trophy. And I don't know who can we put up from the NFC that I don't I don't hate too much that could possibly win it. The throw out throw out any team. Maybe Arizona. They never won it. No. Can't believe I'm drawing. They won't win it next year. <laughs> yeah. Well we got them in game one, so maybe yeah. maybe we could get a a rematch or something. I don't know. But anyway you can check out all the futures on Bet Online. Head over there. Tell them you heard about them right here on Believe in Titans. But D, I'm I'm ready to get into this conversation because we haven't talked beforehand about who our picks are, and I'm very curious to see who you have as your MVPs for this team, who your breakout players are going to be, 
If you're a smart man, you'll probably just have the exact same picks as, that I do. We'll, we'll get into that. But before we do that, I hope everybody had a great 4th of July. And D, how, how was your 4th, my friend? My fourth, the fourth was great, Davey. I was a little tired and not to mention, I've really been getting into this, this Stanley Cup. I don't know what's going on in the city of Tampa Bay, but the city of Tampa Bay is on fire right now. Congratulations. They're up three to one. I've been watching these guys, man. They're awesome. And then not to mention, you just had Brady deliver your second Super Bowl. You know, what's going on in Tampa Bay? And do you think that some of that excitement is going to rub off to places like Miami or, you know, or Jacksonville. <laughs> Maybe Miami. I'm definitely not going north on that one. Man. Uh, yeah, that's, it has been crazy how well they have done for all their professional sports organizations. I mean, the Rays have been pretty good lately. I mean, yeah. this year, this year's not been ideal for them, but I mean, they still, they're still in the playoff hunt, but yeah, man. I mean, you look at what that city's been able to do. I would love for the city of Nashville to kind of have one of those moments, you know, the Preds and the Titans just take over. That'd be a dream come true for me. So I think Tom Brady galvanized that city. I mean, they've already named it. What is it? Is it Tampa Brady? Is that what they're calling it now? Like What's Tom, I mean, can you Tampa imagine Bay. one not, man I don't having want, that I don't want to turn influence? this into a Tom Brady. I know you don't like Tom Brady know, show, I, man. You know what? I knew that would get you, but man, like I said before, I don't know what's going on in Tampa Bay, but boy, that well, they they must be living right see, now. There. See, Denard, you can <laughs> you can talk about Tom Brady and about how great he is because you have actually picked him off and ran it in for a touchdown. You have a pick six against Tom yeah, Brady. So second so. year, first year starting. That's that's not fair. He's he's a lot better than that guy in two thousand one. His name wasn't Tom. It was you Thomas. Just, you just leave it as is, man. Whenever I, I throw that to you, you don't have to go into detail. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna leave it. I'm gonna have to go back and chop that out of the podcast. I know. Man. No, don't chop it out. I want you to talk <laughs> about Tom Brady. Don't you be a hater now. I don't. Um, all right. All right. So we teased it. We're gonna get into the Titans as we get into this 2021 season. Denard and I did this last year. We're gonna give our breakout player predictions and our MVP predictions. Now I know a lot of people are probably thinking Derrick Henry. I doubt that's the direction Denard goes this year. I know I'm going a different direction. It's too obvious of a pick. I know that he's incredible. I know that he can put the team on his back and that, I mean, he's he's DH2K. We know what he's capable of, but I think that with the changing of the guard from the offense coordinator standpoint and some of the pieces that this team has brought in, I think that we might see a little bit of a different scenario here for the Titans this season. So, Denard, we're going to start off on the offensive side of the ball, and I'm going to throw it to you. Who is going to be your Titans? We're going to go breakout player first. Who is your Titans 2021 breakout performer for this upcoming season? Wow. You know what? D, let me say this. Now, I, I got a question for you. Who was the first player from Harvard to score a touchdown in the postseason? going to have to go with a one Anthony Ferkser. There you go. You're yeah. smart. You are smart. You are very smart. Anthony Ferkser. Not Harvard smart, is, but. <laughs> no, you're not Harvard smart, but you're smart. I will say this. Anthony Ferkser, last year I talked about CD, you know, and I talked about him last year at Corey Davis, my man right now, who's now playing with the Jets, signed that, what, $39 million guaranteed. I will say Anthony Ferkser is my man coming into 2021 because when you looked at the way he played last year in the absence of John New, 
they didn't miss a beat, D. And one of the things I loved about Ferkser and Swain is they work really good as a combination. And I think that's what you have to have this year. You can't just have one guy, you know, like a Travis Kelsey, you know, or a George Kittle, because sometimes you can just anchor down on one guy and you don't want that. But I just think Ferkser is on the verge of doing something great, Davey, because you think about it, you know, this is a player who was an undrafted free agent in 2017. You know, the Jets signed him and then he went to Kansas City. Uh, they waived him. And of course, Tennessee, again, being smart, John Robinson picking up, pick, picking him up. And just think now, you fast forward with five years later and he's the starting tight end and replacing a great player. But I, I, I truly believe that he is on the cups of doing something great. If you look at his production last year, he didn't have huge numbers, less than 400 yards receiving, but it's the little things that he brings to that offense, Davey, that I like. His blocking skills are underrated. You think about in Arthur Smith's offense last year, you saw a lot of times where John O or Anthony was double teaming with those tackles, and you need that, and that opens up holes for the D train to get through. And so I just love Berkshire because he's such – He's undeveloped. We talked about this last week about he got invited to the tight end summit by the big dogs, the kings of that position. You talk about I'm Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, those monsters, and they invited this player. You know why? Because they see, Davey, the potential that he has, and he's got the potential to be great. So I'm, I'm so excited for Anthony Ferguson, David. Davey, I don't want to keep going, but again, I think this is my breakout player for 2021. You know, D, I think that's actually a really good pick. I saw an article from from Pro Football Focus earlier, and we obviously look at the departure of Johnny Smith, and this team needs a new number one tight end. Obviously, offensive coordinator Todd Downing was the or was the tight ends coach last year, so he is very familiar with Ferkser, and it'll be interesting to see if he likes to use his playmaking ability that we saw at times this past season. Now. One of the things, whenever you look into Pro Football Focus's numbers, I didn't realize this, but they actually lined Ferkser up in the slot a lot last yes. year. Yes, you you go back; he was in the slot seventy one percent. He had a seventy one percent slot snap rate, and his eighty percent target rate on slot snaps ranked first at the tight end position. So, whenever given the opportunity, he was very productive there. And I know that. Johnu last year was the number one targeted tight end when in the red zone. So you you take that into account. Excuse me, when he was in, Johnu was the number one targeted tight end for the end zone. So if you take that out of this year's game plan, like obviously somebody else has got to fill into that position. So could it be Ferkser? I I, I think that's a really good argument, Denard, and for people looking to get a tight end in fantasy, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. I know he was. There were a couple plays you saw him make big blocks, yes. but the Titans didn't really use him to block last year. According to PFF, he should be running routes on the majority of his team's passing downs. Ferkser pass blocked on just 1.2% of his passing play snaps last season. So, You love some PFF, don't you? I mean, it, dude, if you dive into the numbers, it kind of really is the tell of the tape. You love some PFF. I'm not going to argue with you when you so, talk about PFF. You love PFF. So, man, they, they, they know where it's at. I'm I'm thinking when I go into my breakout performer this season, it's a new addition to the team. It's a wide receiver. Ah, uh, let me guess. 
Okay. Does he have the initials JJ? He does not. What? Oh, wait, wait. Or is he from Texas? From the state of Texas, Texas A&M. Yes, he is. Six foot three. I'm not going to, I'm going to let you name his name. Josh Reynolds is going to be my breakout performer for this upcoming season. And I say that because when you look at what Reynolds had while he was in LA, I'll be honest, I wasn't a big believer in Jared Goff. And I know that Reynolds was also pretty much the third weapon while he was there when you're looking at Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. But the thing is, now with Ryan Tannehill, who I view as a much better quarterback than Jared Goff, I know that the Titans, their primary focus is obviously on Derrick, or stopping Derrick Henry if you're the defense. And, and offensive coordinator Todd Downing's already said that Derrick Henry is the guy. Like, we want to give him the ball. Like, he is, he's the focal point of this offense. Most people know that, and so I'm not breaking any news here. But whenever you do look at what's going to happen with Todd Downing and his one year as the offensive play caller in Oakland, the three wide receiver sets were much more popular than anything we saw this past season with the Titans. So I expect that, one, with losing Jonu Smith, when you look at what the Titans might try to do, not necessarily thinking that our tight ends are as good this year as they were this past season, I expect to see more three wide receiver sets. And while doing that, I mean, you're going to have more opportunities for Josh Reynolds. And while we know that A.J. and Julio Jones are great receivers, the focal point is going to be on them. So it's up for Josh Reynolds to take advantage of all these one-on-one situations he's going to get because he will be getting a lot when he's out there. And so I'm definitely of the mindset that he is my guy to watch whenever you're looking at breakout performers for this upcoming season. You know, we we talked about Corey last year, given that opportunity, knowing it was a big year. I I think Josh realizes, you know what? I'm on a one-year deal as well. Yes. I need to make the most of it, and then I can get paid for the following season. So that is why I'm going with Josh Reynolds as my breakout performer for the 2021 season. That's a good pick. That's the first time I've agree, agree with you in the last six weeks. So you made a <laughs> <laughs> that is a great pick because you know you hit it right on the nail when I and you said it because the focal point, of course, everything starts with Deuce Deuce the King. But when you think about, it, you have two studs at receiver. You have to have that one guy that when his numbers call, he has to make that play. It's going to be Josh Reynolds. I, I totally agree with you, David. You hit it. You hit it good, man. I'm proud of you. I I tried to do my research on this one, man. And so I'm excited to see what Josh is able to do once he he takes the field for us because I'll try to find those stats here in a second on uh, Todd Downing. I, I got him pulled up for my when I'm getting into my MVP conversation. But you look at how that this offense is going to try and fun- function, and I just think he's going to be the guy that teams are going to not focus on as much, and he's going to have a lot of opportunities. And it's whether or not Ryan Tannehill's like, I got my guy right there, and if Reynolds is – playing with a much better quarterback this year than he was last year, I think that you're going to actually see that production increase a whole lot. So that's where I'm at there. D, we're going to go ahead. We're going to stay on the offensive side of the ball, but I want you to go ahead. Give me your MVP candidate for the 2021 season. Well, you know, I'll say this. Offensively, it's really hard right now, but I'm just going to say I love Ferkser. I really do. I, You know, when you have a lot of weapons – offensively you think about Kansas City they have all those great receivers Tyree Kill and and then you think about the tight end position and you wonder why every year Travis Kelsey makes the Pro Bowl he makes the Pro Bowl because you a lot of times 
you have to bring either a linebacker or you have to bring in a nickelback or a safety that is trying to cover a player who's about 6'5", and that creates a mismatch. That's why tight ends, you know, like Waller out in Las Vegas, you know, they're able to make so many plays is you don't defensive back wise, you don't have a lot of six three, six four defensive backs. And a lot of the linebackers do not want to try to cover a tight end because a lot of times they're too fast. And tight ends are a nightmare in the National Football League. If you look throughout history, it as well as in the Hall of Fame, that's probably the one position most guys really want to play as tight end because you know it's it's hard to account for a tight end. And I don't care who you try to put on it, it creates a mismatch. You know, D, when I was thinking about Ferkshire, is that he is raw. You know, he didn't start playing football until his sophomore year in high school in New Jersey. And he was actually a dual threat in high school. And what I mean by that is he didn't really play football. Like I said, until his sophomore year, he grew up playing basketball and ice hockey in New Jersey. So you think about it. He reminds me of a lot of old school um, tight ends like Antonio Gates or Jimmy Graham, who's now with the Chicago Bears, guys that didn't play, but uh, didn't really play college football, but they were great hoopers in college. And you see that athleticism and how they, that translates to the field. That's what Berkshire brings to the table. I mean, you see that, D. You see that consistency when it's catching the ball or blocking or lining him up, like you said, in that slot position. You, you're moving him all around the field, and we've seen the chemistry that him and Ron has developed. And that's what I'm, you know, last year we saw in the first few games of the season when it really wasn't clicking on the perimeter, you know, the outside game with the receivers, you saw Ron going to John New. And that's what's going to probably happen this year. People are going to go in uh, when they attack Tennessee, they're going to go with A.J., Julio, and then they're going to basically line the box up and try to stop Derrick. And yeah, that's going to open up room for Josh Reynolds, but it's going to even create a lot of opportunities for Anthony Ferkshire. So I'm going with Ferkshire as my offensive MVP this year. That's a really bold statement. I'm not going to lie. That's, I mean, I know when we look at the Titans, you kind of have the the Mount Rushmore of the guys they're expecting when you're looking at Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown. So the fact you're going with a guy that I think is off a lot of people's radar as far as being an MVP candidate, very bold, but hey, man. I can appreciate it. And if Ferkser is playing at that sort of a level, honestly, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe it's if it's one thing he's like he's doing so well, it's possibly like he's just filling right in where Janu did or no one else is really performing at the level we expected. So I think that'd be interesting to see what exactly happens. Why, why do you case. think New England went out and got Janu? Well, I think they wanted to get back to their days of having two incredible tight ends like there you saw go. when they had Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. But so, you need that in this league. The only way that you really make it in this league, when we talk about a good running game, you can make it without a running game. We've seen New England do that for years. But a tight end was, that's why Gronkowski has been so relevant for so long. You talk about in Tampa Bay, who was the first person that they brought in to really help Tom Brady? They, when, when the Gronk basically came available, you saw what happened with Tampa Bay. They went out and got him. You need a quality tight end in this league or you won't make it. No, I'm, I'm not arguing that one bit. I definitely think that you 100% need a tight end to be good whenever you look at a lot of these teams that have been playing at a high level lately. I mean, having that one tight end that's more so not really a tight end, but just a, a bigger receiver, how I kind of look at it for a lot of these teams now, when you look at the Travis Kelseys, George Kittles, even Mark Andrews yeah. over in Baltimore, 
Waller. Aaron Waller in Vegas, like all those types of players right there. I mean, those are tight ends that have really kind of helped revolutionize that position. And so if Ferkser can play at that level, play like Janu did last year, get those red zone targets, yeah, he's got an opportunity to really set this that stat line up to be very successful and really paint him as a prime candidate for a, a big payday after this season. That's so right. I'm actually I'm going a different route. I know a lot of people are probably thinking about, you know, we're bringing in Julio Jones. That's going to take this offense to the next level. Derrick Henry has been the key focal point the last several years. He's probably just going to continue to do it. I'm actually going with Ryan Tannehill for my MVP candidate. And I know that's not people like, oh, you're picking the quarterback. That's not that uncommon. But I I say that because, one, I think we have seen this team rely on Derrick Henry so much. I do believe that with this amount of firepower on offense, they're probably not going to want to use Derek as much as we have seen them use him in the past. Because eventually, like your body can only handle so much, and the goal for the Titans now is to make a deep playoff run, and as durable as Derek has been, you still want to limit the amount of hits that he's having to take, even though he just runs through defenders like it's nothing. But I'm saying Ryan Tannehill because as he becomes more and more familiar with this team, I and mean, we saw him take a year a jump from year one to year two, and so I think he's only going to get better playing in a system that he's even more comfortable with. I don't think Todd Downey's going to change a lot of things up. But the other reason I pick him is I think his stats are going to be even better. We talk about how great his passer rating has been. He's been the best in the league at that since he's been the starter in Nashville. But when I look at Ryan Tannehill and what Todd Downey can possibly do with him, Denard, did you know this is also, I found this out from Pro Football Focus. What? I know. Color me shocked. But for those unfamiliar with Todd Downey, this is directly from... Pro Football Focus. <laughs> he earned PFF's Quarterback Coach of the Year accolade in 2015 after helping Derek Carr ascend from a fringe starting quarterback as a rookie to a legitimate franchise quarterback in year two. So the other reason why I think it's big for why I expect Tannehill's numbers to increase, Downey was really big as far as getting the running back the ball out of, out of the backfield. And so whenever you're looking at targets to running backs, the Raiders that one year, they ranked ninth, but they also ranked fourth in 11 personnel sets. So 11 personnel, that's basically a three wide receiver set. So we're just going to see if if Downey kind of continues, you're just going to continue to see the Titans weapons out on the field. And when you have so many weapons, the defense is going to struggle to stop them. And I just think you're going to see Ryan's numbers go up even more. And if the defense doesn't necessarily take a jump forward, that's just going to be more opportunities for the offense to be out there. And so I think Tannehill's going to pad his stats even more so than we've seen the last couple of years. And with with Derrick Henry, I know that he can continue to take off, but I think you're going to see a lot more explosive plays from this offense than you did last year, which is saying something. And so that's why I'm going with Ryan Tannehill for my MVP candidate for the Titans 2021 season. I'm feeling good about it, Can't man. Can't argue with him. Yeah, good. You should. That's That's good. I like that. And like I said, he's already been great, and now you just give him more weapons. So It's a quarterback-driven league, Davey. It's very true. And speaking of Ryan being able to take advantage of defenses with all the weapons that we currently have, we're going to switch it over to the other side of the ball. Denard, you did kind of help ground me a little bit last week. I was I was kind of in my fills thinking about how bad the defense had been, but really when you look back at it, just a few things if they were able to adjust. This defense is on There you go. Subpar or they're, they're, the on whole par, picture they're on now. par. They're kind of in the middle like of that. the league. But 
I need to learning. jump. And as I've been looking into some of the players that we've gotten, still a lot of unknowns, but a lot of guys on paper that should be able to contribute early and often for this team. And so when I'm looking for a breakout performer, D, I'm curious to see who you have on the defense as your breakout player of the year for the Titans in 2021. Well, I'm not going with the rookie Caleb Farley because he is a rookie and you never bet on a rookie in this league. I don't care how good you are or how how high you're drafted. But my man this year was my man last year. We talked about him a lot in that Pittsburgh game. We both loved him. We both were so angry. But when we looked at the upside in that Pittsburgh game in the second half, there was one player that stood out. and You know who I'm talking about. That 5-5 five, five from U-C-L-A, and you know who I'm talking about. Give me that name. Jayon. Jayon Brown. Jayon Brown. Brown. And let, let, let me say this. Now, we both talked about how they declined that fifth-year option on Rashawn Evans. And this was like a close battle because you see two guys that are this year uh, going into free agency. Uh, Jayon, of course, it the contract really – per se, it was supposed to be a three-year deal, but it's actually one because those last two years are voidable, so they do not exist. So he becomes a free agent after this year. So, And then Rashawn, and you said it, you hit it when you talked about it, it's like it's a trend where they a lot of their first-round draft picks, after they always decline that fifth year and they let them start walking and, and to test free agency. But, you know, this, when you're going to decline one guy, Basically, what you're saying is we need to sign at least one of them. And I think Jayon will be that player if he can stay healthy, because last year he was on his way to having a Pro Bowl season until they, that dislocated elbow in week 11. But I think he's, he's an electric player. I think he's phenomenal. He's young. He's only 26 years old. And the upside with him, D, is he's only getting better. And that's scary for 31 other teams in this league. And I was thinking, when I was thinking about Jayon, is I was thinking about all of the great linebackers in this league. You're talking about Bobby Wagner at Seattle, Mr. Consistency for the Seahawks. You talk about Fred Warner, who's a monster uh, plant in San Francisco. You talk about a guy that we both, Eddie Kendricks out of Minnesota, who's one of the up and coming out of his homeboy out of UCLA, Levante David, and then a guy we don't like, but we do respect, Darius Leonard from your favorite team, the Colts. But Devin Bush, who I know, but then you think about Devin Bush, who we're going to see next year coming back from an injury. Now, the thing that I love about Jayon is this, is all of the great players that I just talked about, I just named, is I think Jayon's better than all of them. You know why, D? Because the same way that you just picked Ryan Tannehill, uh, the quarterback of the offense, who you think is the quarterback of the defense? I mean, it had been Rashawn Evans. If I'm going from a, who's setting up the offense or the no, defense. It's Jayon. He's the one that's setting the tone for this defense. That's the pulse setter of this defense is 5-5. Five, five. You look at the game against Pittsburgh. You only We could just go back on one game. You're talking about a score, what was it, 24-3 at halftime. And you think about it. Pittsburgh basically got three points in the second half of that game. We're talking about Pittsburgh. When they came into Nashville, that was the hottest team in football at the time. We saw one guy, 55, 55 that Todd Downing basically let loose in the second half, and Pittsburgh only generated three points. We saw 5-5 five, five all over the field. And you know what I love about him, D, is 
He's not just instinctive. I mean, look at his highlights. You know who he reminds me of? He has a lot of similarities to another great linebacker or a linebacker that's considered by many as be, being possibly the greatest to play the game. And I don't believe in that saying. But you think about Ray Lewis. You know, Ray Lewis was not just a, a linebacker, that, an inside linebacker that just played the run. He was great in the passing game. And this is Jayon. This is one of his strongest attributes is that he's great covering backs out of the backfield. He's instinctive. He, you think about it, so many of those screens last year, teams couldn't complete half of them because he's right there when the ball is thrown to the back. He is the catalyst. He is the pulse maker. He's the guy, the heartbeat of this defense. And I'm telling you something, as he goes, this defense will go. And he will be my defensive player, my MVP on the defensive side of the ball. And he's not just well, going to have a breakout. Going with him as your breakout and your MVP? I'm going for him for everything. Everything. It's not because I was a defensive player, Davey. Well, I'm I only say that right because I, I've been I've been setting it up back here, just waiting for you to be done, so I could just I was going to change the subject and just go ahead and give you my MVP, which was going to be Jayon Brown. Oh my God, we agree. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Excuse me. Let me breathe. Let me. Breathe. Did you just say you agree with me? You mean everything that I was just talking about? I think it's you. Oh my goodness! I think it's you agree with me, Thank but we'll, oh my goodness, we won't get into the semantics. Anyway, oh no, no, goodness. man. I like. I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you there. I just, as far as calling the defense, I, I did just think. I mean, I feel like that's been more Rashawn's thing. But no, I'm with you. You talked about the Pittsburgh game. You saw that Jayon kind of helped lead that comeback. I, I do think that we've talked about it on the other side. I mean, it's becoming such a more pass happy league. You need those linebackers that are able to cover it. And I think Jayon Brown is an extremely underrated player whenever it comes to that aspect of the game. And so going back to what we talked about last time, when you have guys that are on that contract year, you often see them come out and play at a great level. So I, I'll leave my breakout performer for you because I, I think Jayon's already been on the scene, at least in my opinion. So I wasn't going to have him as a breakout performer, but I do think he's going to be the MVP of this defense. Now, since we've done that, I will say that I've, I've given that, but I do think Kevin Byard's also going to have a comeback year. He did have a, a lower than expected season last year, so I expect him to come back there. So if I'm going to have to say I got a different MVP than you, I would go with Kevin Byard, expecting him to get this secondary back on track. We look at it's a brand new group of guys that he is surrounded by, so I expect him to be a not just a, a leader from a setting the tone standpoint, but he's got to be a guy that helps get this secondary set up because you look at them, they're pretty much all new for this this defense. But no, man, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, Jayon Brown is your, your MVP pick and breakout performer. I, I'm, I'm not going to argue that one bit, man, because I do think that he is set to really have things go in his favor for this year. And you mentioned it. You saw the defense really take a step back, yes. even though they weren't playing at a great level once he was out for the year. So he was by far the biggest loss. Like, I... I remember that that feeling whenever he messed his elbow up of just being like, man, that like this defense is going to struggle from here on out, and, and we saw that. Man, I got no uh, no qualms with with what you're uh, preaching over there. I don't know if I'm speechless right now. I have tears in my eyes. Uh, I'm speechless. I, I just can't believe that you've actually agreed with me for the first time in the last. Uh, let's see. It's not the uh, first six miles. <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. Nah, you're good, buddy. Yeah, but um, you know, again, we, you know what, David, we probably can argue, or we can probably talk about pros and cons. I think this is a team, no matter 
you know, what they have on paper. We know that this is a year, very pivotal year that this team really makes a jump in getting to that Super Bowl. I think this is an, a team right now that's primed. And, and a lot of teams can't say that in the National Football League, but this is a team that I feel like they have all the pieces in place where they should be playing in beautiful Southern California next year at that beautiful stadium out there. Is it Carson, California? SoFi. I'm trying, to think, the, I'm trying to think where SoFi is. I, it's, 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 <laughs> you can easily just Google that one. I don't know how to go to Pro Football Focus for that. Denard, while, while you look that up, I'm going to go ahead and give my breakout performer for the defense. And this okay. year I'm going with Imani Hooker. You look at the departure of Kenny Vaccaro, somebody else is going to have to step up. And you saw him make those strides throughout the last couple of seasons as a, a formidable backup. Now, the reason I'm really higher on the secondary this coming season than I was last year, you look at who this secondary and this defense in general has to go up against and practice every day. When you're having to go up against A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, not to mention adding in Josh Reynolds to that conversation each and every day, it can only make you better. And while I look at some of the other players and I'm just thinking, man, well, maybe maybe Bud Dupree, like, I mean, he's a he's a big-time addition from a free agent standpoint, but I feel like he's already on the scene. But Amani Hooker, this is going to be his first year as a true starter, and I expect him to kind of fill that position that Kenny left. And I, I thought Kenny did a lot of great things for us, but I expect that transition to not be too much of a, oh, wow, Titans fans are like, man, man we're really having to miss Kenny. I think Amani's going to be able to step up there. He was a ball hawk. It is college days in Iowa, and you saw him continue to make some big-time plays even though the secondary struggled last year. But I know neither one of us really picked someone to set the tone on the edge and be a pass rusher, but that is something that is going to allow the secondary to be better, and I do think that we have gotten better whenever it comes to providing that pass rush and getting pressure on the quarterback. So with that happening, I think you're going to see the numbers for the secondary improve this coming season, and I think Amani Hooker, if teams are really worried about throwing away from Kevin Byard, I think Imani Hooker is going to be there to kind of help take advantage of those situations. I agree. And Debo, the stadium is called SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. So all of that's in considered Inglewood, South okay. Central Los Angeles. Um, we'll let it fall into you were correct. How's that so, oh, again? David, uh, I'll just allow it. I'm feeling very generous. I'm feeling very generous well, today. I, I, like I had it. a great, like to... great holiday weekend. So You must have had a date or something. No, I just uh, haven't been in a mood to complain about how work has gone this week. So and, until you. until I actually get back uh, into the office, I'll, I'll probably remain in a happy mood. But I like it. But not, nah, man. Well, we went through it. So I guess just to recap real quickly, Denard, you just combined the MVP and the breakout performer, which I don't have any issue with. So on the offensive side of the ball, you got Anthony Ferkser. On the defensive side of the ball, you got Jayon Brown. For myself, for breakout performer on the offensive side of the ball, I got Josh Reynolds. With Ryan Tannehill being the MVP this year, taking over the reins from Derrick Henry, who's still going to be a beast, don't get me wrong, but I do expect the Titans' offense, offensive passing games to even have better numbers this season. And on the defensive side of the ball, you went with Jayon Brown, and I went with, I was going to go with Jayon Brown for MVP, but I decided I'm going to switch to Kevin Byard just so we're covering our bases as a, as a team here. And then yeah. as my breakout performer, I got Imani Hooker taken over in the secondary for Kenny Vaccaro. With that said, D, I will go to you for any closing thoughts. What you got for me? Not much, D. I'll just say this. is championships are not won on paper. You got to put it together when you get on that field. They do have all the pieces in place. As I alluded to earlier, this is a team, like I said before, if there's 100 pieces to a puzzle, 
I think they have all 100 pieces together. And, you know, in the National Football League, it's 53 pieces. Put it all together. You can end up just like Tampa Bay. And uh, this year you can be playing in Inglewood, nicknamed the Wood, in Southern California. I would love to see that. I think this uh, organization uh, is primed and they're ready for it. So we'll see, buddy. If they can all step up and play the way that we're keep continuing to tell, you know, talk about some of these MVPs and they play the way that they're capable of playing. We could see this team playing in Southern California representing the AFC. All right, man. I uh, You just got to make sure you put it all together come the late stretch of the season. And as long as you can make it to the playoffs, anything can happen from there. But it would be nice to be in a position where you're hosting some games, you got the home field advantage, and we actually avenge last year's playoff loss. But uh, the schedule, we'll continue to look more into that as we get closer to the season. But for next week, hoping to have a guest on here. I don't want to say the name yet. I've not been able to get that landed, but I'm I'm hopeful. I, th- I think it will happen. So we'll have a special guest for you as it relates to covering the Titans and getting some opinion from some people in Nashville that are covering this team on a day-in, day-out basis. And with that said, D, good stuff today, my friend. As always, appreciate you joining me. Always have fun having these conversations. I look forward to our next one. And for all the fans, as always, we continue your all support. And so we couldn't do it without the fans. So we are grateful and extremely yes. thankful for everything you all do for us. Before Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.